What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining entrepreneurship and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. Today I'm chatting with not only a good friend of mine, but someone who is the definition of creative resilience. Vanessa Zielinski is a co-founder of Class of 2020 Agency. The recent UT grad collaborated to build a new agency in a time of uncertainty and adversity. The new group is now bringing together recent grads to fulfill their marketing and career goals, showing that if an opportunity isn't there, well, just create it. What's up everybody? Welcome back to Groundbreaking. Boy, oh boy, do we have an episode for you today. I am, there's so many words, ecstatic, just beyond excited for today's episode because you're going to basically get an interview from somebody who is so incredibly wise and ambitious and creative that like you will just be stunned and blown away but also you're just gonna know everything about our friendship and probably learn way more than you wanted to about either of us, um, but that's the inevitable and I knew that was gonna happen with this episode. Um, my good friend, Vanessa Zielinski is joining us today. She is a co-founder of the Class of 2020 Agency, which is a incredible story that we are gonna absolutely dive into, but also she's somebody who I learn so much from because I think she's just about like a year older than I am, but is like an expert in so many things. And it's just the most creatively wonderful and ambitious person. And I could hype her up for ages. And I just, I need to get right into this episode. I've been looking forward to it for so long. And I'm watching her face right now as we're recording this remotely. And she's, we're already laughing. So I guess maybe we should preface this with like a headphone warning. If you're listening on headphones, you should probably be careful because there might be like a few like just screams of excitement because we happen to do that to each other. Um, and I'll first say we met last summer when we interned together in New York and neither of us are from New York, but for some reason, like we just acted like we were the whole summer and we just like adopted like the Brooklyn stereotype. And that was just the way we worked and like, working she made nine to five just so bearable and was just the brightest like energy you are going to feel like a burst of serotonin just when you hear her voice um so like literally enough of me talking she's already giggling in the background Vanessa Zielinski welcome to Groundbreaking oh Jake uh, what <laughs> I you know I have listened to so many podcasts in my life and I have heard so many intros and it truly is the best feeling in the whole world to be brought on to a podcast by somebody you love dearly. So thank you for that beautiful intro. I mean, you, you can't, why am I already crying? You can't do this to me. You oh my God. Have, yeah. I like really have been like trying not to scream because <laughs> genuinely so excited because every time we, you know, get to chat, it's always like so much energy, so much excitement. I mean, you make a mundane day in the office just like something worth talking about. So, um, man, I cannot wait to tell you more about what we're doing class of 2020. Um, just the magic that's happened since we've been apart, you know, yeah. and getting to come together and, and to chat about, um, you know, what we've been doing through some pretty tough times. So no, yeah, seriously. I mean, I think about like, maybe I guess we haven't seen each other just like a year ago, I think is when we like, we probably said bye. Yeah. Um, and it's that's like beyond me the number of things that have happened in each of our lives mm -hmm. since then like yeah. makes me like I don't know tell me if you feel the same way like who was that person like a year yeah. ago oh for sure I mean it's crazy because we only really spent you know like two months together but it's like this jam-packed two months of spending every day together like creating memories um, growing immensely and meeting new people and having like this instant bond that I feel like has connected us. And also we're just both so social media savvy that yep. I know who you are when you post a picture on Instagram and I feel those butterflies the same, you know? Um, so it's, it is crazy how in such a short amount of time, I think, you know, our ambition and our hopes and dreams, like we were truly like vulnerable with each other from the get go. Cause we needed that friend and um, 
I think like once we had that this summer, we just like stuck to it and um, really pushed ourselves in our internship and made the most of it. I really felt like we were dancing through the halls of Publicis. Right. <laughs> and just like right. having fun, but also learning so much. Like genuinely you and I would be having like, <laughs> like conversations about like mm -hmm. our thoughts on media um, yep. at our desk. Like we'd be getting into it. And I was like, wow, I'm learning, I'm learning more from, you know, my fellow intern than I am in my meeting. And really it was just like a huge takeaway from the summer. So it is, it is exciting that even Zoom, you know, even through Zoom, we're just like still so connected. I so know, I, know. Have that bond. I feel the exact same way about you. I mean, like, I think there'd be times where like we were both, we ran into each other when we were both like going to the bathroom and we'd be like, so that's the future of the media industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you want to go on a coffee run? And then yeah. we end up, you know, be getting into like influencers and the future mm -hmm. of, you know, Gen Z and talking about like multiculturalism and, yep. and also being very competitive with our um, internship projects. Jacob, yeah. I'll never forget. I'll never forget <laughs> how competitive we were. I feel like, I feel like the, one of the best ways that we can like, like stop like talking about our love for each other and just really like contextualize like our relationship is Vanessa and I took on a project last summer when we interned together that um nobody asked for no. <laughs> I don't think there was a single soul in that whole office who wanted this thing to happen except for us yeah. um and we took so much time working on it and I think we ended up shooting it multiple times but if you know those like 70, 73 questions, I think it is, videos that Vogue does, we did that for the intern program. And I think HR loved it, but I think they um, put it on the, the little folder on the desktop and it is probably sitting comfortably there. Oh, um, probably is. And it was so funny because, I mean, truly by the end of the summer, our confidence, I mean, shout out to Publicist for making us feel comfortable and empowered enough to speak up and do our own project. But, Absolutely. you know, we felt so comfortable and we, you know, brought the camera and we shot and, you know, we really loved the internship program and wanted to um, tell other people about it. And I thought, I think it's really exciting that we felt empowered enough to do that. You know, we could have just yeah. been sitting around, but we, I mean, we definitely spent time and like had meetings and, I, I'm really proud of, you know, just getting to see the way that your brain works because that's really how internships should be, you know, just like right. learning how, you know, the people around you work and how you can maintain those relationships. So I think the project went swimmingly, even if we never see it. <laughs> even if it never sees the light of day. I mean, we, I, I agree. And I have to speak so highly of publicists, like literally just like a, a playground for young creatives was really yeah. what it was. It was so fun and it was cool because it was media but you know being in like a big New York office you get to learn like there's so much that goes in media and so much strategy and really thinking about like who you're speaking to so um yeah definitely a lot of like creative opportunities in that office um even if it wasn't in my job description which yeah which I think you and I both know that we don't have a job description to tell us what to do. We, so. <laughs> we, we like to redefine and rewrite a job description exactly. for the better. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's go ahead and dive in here because I know that we're going to hit on so many different tangents and we're just going to end up talking about so many things that we're passionate about here. But I do want to like focus on what the main reason like why I invited you here is to talk about the Class of 2020 agency. And I think the name kind of gives a little bit of a backstory in my mind um but i mean like you're I, I'm, I wasn't surprised when i like learned about all the things that you're doing because i was like i was like oh starting an agency well that takes organizational skills and that takes like a creative ambition and that takes like teamworking like excellence and i was like wait i just described vanessa so um <laughs> so and i know you have some excellent co-founders who deserve tons of recognition too um but we can really focus on your story today um yeah. so tell us a little bit about class of 2020 agency um and really just like who you are because your team is so unique in what you're pursuing and who you want to connect with totally yeah i mean so excited to talk about it i mean if you want i can talk about like where it started and do you want me to talk about like where it started or like who we are first 
um, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about who you are because it, okay. I would imagine that the idea came from your values and your sort yeah. of dreams and goals. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So class of 2020 agency is a student run or not now graduate run agency. Woo-hoo, congrats. <laughs> Thank you by four UT alum. Um, really what we are is we are gen, like Gen Z for Gen Z. And we saw an opportunity in the market that every single agency is trying to talk to Gen Z just as quickly as they can. You know, they're trying to create TikToks. They're trying to um, understand sustainability. They're trying to um, talk to this massive future market. Um, But honestly, the Gen Z generation is very misunderstood in the eyes of even millennials, which is a meme in itself is the... um, (laughs) Gen you, Z versus, you described it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, versus millennial conversation. And um, the four of us just saw so much nuance in the conversations. And Gen Zers are so acute to what's going on and what brands are saying. And we thought, man, we have time. You know, we are ready and prepared to go into the job market. Um, and we want to be able to bring this value because we see that this is necessary. Um, but honestly, the class of 2020 even came out really because um you know internships were getting canceled if let's just go back to march Mm -hmm. you know um we just heard that spring break is getting extended and then maybe graduation isn't happening and there's so much going up in the air and um i had been interviewing you know and i was really hoping to be in new york city by may 1st i mean that was like my goal and then quickly you know just this is a story that everybody's told but you know, quickly the headlines were turning into Gen Z or, or the class of 2020 agents, or sorry, hold on. Let's <laughs> story Wait, let me the, clap so I know. Yes, clap. Okay. Headlines were saying um, class of 2020, w- worst recession, you know, entering the worst market, poor class of 2020, like, oh, to be class of 2020. And I just kept reading that and thinking, oh, oh, this is going to get really bad. Um, and then quickly, those interviews that I was, you know, doing really well in, they were getting paused, internships were getting canceled, and that New York dream was becoming obsolete and right before my eyes. Um, so luckily, though, I have an amazing professor. Her name is Audrey Ponzio. Um, she was a, who turned into a mentor and gave me a call one day and was like, hey, Vanessa, like, how are you doing? I was like, Thanks for asking. Um, I don't know. Um, do you have any advice on, on the market? Because she um, has her own PR agency. And I was like, do you have any idea if this is going to pick up? Do you have any clue? And she was like, well, Vanessa, all I can tell you is that I know you're ready and you deserve this. She's like, I want you to, she's like, if you could lead your own agency, would you do it? And I said, yeah. And we had a conversation and I was telling her how, you know, a lot of agencies were pausing these really important roles, you know, entry level jobs and interns actually do a lot of helping in, you know, back to school planning and summer planning and research. And as a strategy person, I had seen that it it was still important for that work to be done. And especially with all these campaigns being halted and stopped and for them to do full new messaging for Corona um, related stuff. And so she was like, okay, well, I also see this opportunity. And as somebody in the industry, I can tell you that I think that you can, you know, work for people if you just introduce yourselves. So um, this amazing professor, Audrey, she brought together um, my co-founders and she said, hey, um, I believe in all of you so much. I think you guys all have potential. You all have the same drive. What if you all started an agency? And we were all on board and Audrey is the kind of person that when she says something, you believe her. Mm. Um, and you know, luckily she supported us and we over just like one weekend, um, she was like, all right, well, you know, create a deck about who you are and, um, let's move forward. And literally over a weekend, um, me and my co-founders, Cruz Rendon, Isaac Watson, and um, Megan. I don't know her last name. Hold on. It's okay. <laughs> Hold on. I actually don't know. Well, I was so well. <laughs> it's okay. No, dude, literally the episode before this, I forgot the girl's name. 
Oh my the god. The person I was interviewing and I was like, oh shoot. No, I don't even really have it in my phone. Hold on. I don't <laughs> You can just start and say their first names. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, my co-founder clap? My co-founders, oh Cruz, Isaac, and Megan. We came together one weekend. We created our brand mission. We um put together like what our hopes and dreams were for doing this agency. Um and we luckily were able to have it pitched to the university, got their backing and their blessing, and we began. And it's been an unbelievable journey, truly an unbelievable journey um, since beginning it a couple months ago. And I, I am not the same professional who I was, and I'm excited to tell you more about that. But yeah, that's kind of like the genesis that's of how it started. insane. Well, I think what blows my mind the most is that you all didn't know each other when you were going into that. And I mean, just shows your trust and faith in that professor to be like, these people standing next to me now, like, I haven't met them. I don't know their work experience, their work ethic, but like her validating that to me, that's going to be worth my time. Like that is so powerful. Yeah. And it's cool that you say that because it really was one of those things where I'd even second guess it. I said, I trust you. You have been such a leader in my mind. And if you trust me, I know that you'll trust people, you know, who are maybe smarter, a better caliber. And Luckily, all of us have different experience. So my focus is more on brand strategy um, as well as like relationship building with clients. Whereas Cruz, he is an unbelievable, uh, you know, PR um, professional. I mean, he is how we got into Ad Week. He is how we got into PR Week, which um, is very exciting to be in national coverage. Um, and he has been helping me with client relations. Um, Megan is incredible at social media. And then Isaac has been great and experiential and creative. And so we have all have these like very specific, you know, tool sets and coming together has been really, really wonderful. And honestly, I feel less stressed than I did before, just because I know that I can focus on strategy. And mm -hmm. it's been so exciting getting to, you know, build these pitches from the ground up and um, getting to ask, you know, other strategists and, and getting to reach out to like my network. And, um, I really feel like I'm doing some exciting work that I've never been able to do before. Um, just because everybody else is handling, um, the other parts of the business. And I, I really feel so lucky. I mean, I, I really see how you have to have the right people to start business with, cause there's a lot of decisions to be made. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, you all, it sounds like you all compliment each other so nicely. And um, it brings up a point, a conversation that I was having with myself as I do very often. Um, and I feel like you do the same because we are the exact same person um, <laughs> <laughs> of like, you know, like when we're, when you're starting to like kind of create the foundation and build the confidence for yourself, I think a very natural instinct that you have is to focus on maybe what you don't know very well and then work to improve that. And I've kind of learned like, instead of working to improve your, I don't want to say flaw, because it's not really a flaw. If something's not your strength, it doesn't mean you're bad at it. Yeah. Um, but working to improve that is not necessarily the best use of your time when you could just be exercising and improving what you're really, really good at. Like having that one really strong point, like you are an expert in just like the branding of it all. And so I love that story because it hits on that point of like, don't feel like you need to check every box yourself. Like that's impossible. Yeah. No yes. one can do that. <laughs> I think that's like, I mean, really I have been such a perfectionist and like so nervous about like messing up and so nervous about not, you know, bringing something that hasn't been done before. And then, you know, but when you have a business, it's really not about reinventing the wheel. It's about making some, a wheel that rolls, you know, it's <laughs> about like building the wheel. And then, and then from there, like, I, I've just been able to be so patient with myself and so thankful when things work, you know, I'm like, wow, this is like, because like my professor who, you know, has supported us, we maybe talk to her once a week and, and the rest of it is us. Like we truly have been making all the decisions. Um, and so with every win, I feel so much more confident and excited to move forward and knowing that every time that something doesn't go well, it's an opportunity to learn how to do it next time. And like, it's so cliche and, and I never believed it, but really it truly has been so helpful. And, and the cool thing though also is 
having Cruz, you know, being part of, uh, in charge of our PR, he's really helped shape our story. Um, and a big part of our story is that, you know, we are not, we haven't been working in the business for 20 years. We are brand new. Um, we come from a really excellent advertising program, which is helpful. But the thing is, is that we are humbly asking for an opportunity and we are mm -hmm. humbly asking to, you know, work alongside these teams um, and to be able to support them maybe with a new perspective or, um, you know, maybe grinding on social media, things that they don't have the capacity to do. Um, but really being honest about who we are has helped, you know, I think our client relationships as well, because we have really clear expectations of feedback and, um, you know, quick turnarounds and um, working together to make something really special because in a way, like we know that we're asking people to support us as we um, start new, but mm -hmm. also I know that that's important for agencies like mentorship and growing the next generation of professionals is an essential part of creating like a healthy um, agency culture. And so we're providing, you know, that for agencies as well. So it is, it's, it's exciting to be able to fill in that gap that um, sadly the summer is lacking, you know, yeah. the summer without interns, which is sad. We it's, love interns. <laughs> I know. And I think I'm, I've really only worked internships before. I've never really had like a super serious, like with yeah. benefits nine to five. Um, so I love, I mean, I feel like I could talk for like hours about how much I love the story of just being like, okay. Cause like one of my favorite phrases and such that I like to bring up often is like, just because an opportunity isn't there doesn't mean you don't deserve it, but also doesn't mean you shouldn't chase it either. So the yeah. fact that you're like, okay, if no one's going to hand a job to me, then guess what? I'm going to create it myself. Like we have those resources. It's crazy. And, and the thing is, is, if you understand social media and, you know, and you graduate with a degree in communications and advertising, like, the coolest thing I think about 20, class 2020 is that all we did was put out an idea. Like all we did was say like, hi, this is what we're doing. And to have it be received so well and to have, you know, major advertising agencies and major businesses reach out to us and say, hey, we believe in what you're doing. Thoroughly just through a message just makes me believe in the power of communication even further because you know, we didn't really have a portfolio to show. It was truly just our ambition, our message, and our and our desire, um, and people saw it. And luckily, you know, um, we have brought on business, um, and we are currently working on projects, and we're, you know, we have a full summer ahead of us with work, um, and we haven't even pitched business yet, which is really exciting. It just shows, like, yeah. how much how like strong the advertising and communication um, world is and how they do want to support young people, you know, because people have just been like, Hey, like I was on the phone with somebody that um, had a 25 year career in production and they just wanted to mentor us and guide us. And um, it, it really was helpful. And I, I feel so inspired by those who are so willing to give us their time. Um, and Yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, I am really, really curious now because I mean, like, you're right. Like there isn't like a huge backlog or history that you can say, here's a sample of what we've done. I mean, for the most yeah. part, it's like class projects or places you've worked before. Yeah. Um, but I also know that like a lot of the industry, and maybe this is just me because my grandparents are like, how do I log on to Facebook? Like, you know, all like all those sort of like things. I'm like, okay. do you think that like, this question just came to me, like, do you think that like existing brands and creators, like they have that sort of trust in you and your co-founders because like they're young and just, they recognize that like they probably understand more than I do. <laughs> Literally for Gen Z by Gen Z. I mean, yeah. and when we say that they get it. And it's been really exciting to create those decks because I mean, something that may feel so natural and inherent for me is great and exciting strategy for someone that maybe isn't um, totally keen on that world, you know, and I creating decks of like what this week's, um, you know, TikTok meme that and what, what, what's going on in Twitter to be able to break that down and have an understanding of like how brands can have a conversation. I think is really exciting because, you know, for me, it's something I'm passionate about. And um, for them, it, it may not be something that they can just 
find on the internet. And I, and I really love that we provide that story. I mean, a big part of what we're doing is that we're coloring the data that has been collected um, through Gen Zers. Because if you look, there are a thousand articles of what the data says about Gen Z. But um, really, when you have that conversation, whenever us as Class of 2020 can explain what that looks like and what that means to us, like we really get to color the data and, and tell the story, hopefully, of our generation and, um, and, and push brands to do what's right for the future. Because I think there's still a lot of hesitation. And, and what, we, what we've seen in the current weeks is that there's, there's no more waiting on doing the right thing. There's no more waiting on transparency, sustainability, on um, equity. Um, and that's a massive part of our generation. And I'm really proud to be a part of an agency that fights for that, um, knowing that there is no other option, truly. Um, and that will continue to be our recommendation um, is don't just give me your word, give me your resources, give me your people and give me your time. Um, mm -hmm. If you're willing to do that, then maybe we can talk. And, um, and I think that's an honest that's an honest way forward. And if I'm going to be a part of, you know, this culture, I want to, I want to speak the truth and not just do what's been done, you know, cause we're starting from, from ground zero. And if people like it, then, you know, they'll bring us on. <laughs> yeah. Vanessa's story is full of such a deep reflection and she has so much great advice. You guys, you cannot miss it. Give me 30 seconds. We'll be back. Are you ready to move out of your parents' house, but don't know where to start? Have no clue what to order at the bar? Maybe you don't know how to make that first move? Listen to In Your 20s, the newest podcast by Tino with an H, to help you figure out the things that they didn't teach you in school. From relationships to career and life, In Your 20s has on guests who have done it all, so you don't have to. Listen to In Your 20s, that's 20s with a Y-S, not an I-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check out my episode with Tina, it's one of my favorites. Enjoy. Welcome back to Groundbreaking. So glad you're still with us. And I'm so glad you're tuning in today's episode. It's already one of my favorites. Vanessa is such an inspiration to me and she's surely gonna inspire you the second half. We dive into literally everything, things that I've never talked about on the show before. Can't wait for you to listen. Here's more Groundbreaking. Gosh, it's, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's as simple as that. Like, I was, I was always confused why people thought it was so hard to like reach Gen Z or communicate with them. So I'm like, yes, like in my mind, like, of course, we are a very like strong, distinct like generation. Um, and we don't need to dive into the reasoning for us inheriting a, a certain kind of society and world. But um, I always thought it was interesting because like, I don't know, we'd be sitting in a room and they'd be discussing how to reach Gen Z. And I'm like, I'm sitting right here. You could ask me if you wanted to. <laughs> Um, but you're right. Like it, there is like an obsession with like the numbers and the data. And I mean, if, yeah, you're right. If you Googled like marketing data for Gen Z and such like that, but also here's the thing is that like, I don't know, I can think about a couple months ago, like, did we really, what, did we really know TikTok then? Or like, did we like, it's changing so fast mm -hmm. and Gen Z is so wonderfully impatient yeah. that we're just like constantly demanding the next thing and like the way to improve that like by the time you publish data about us, yeah. it's outdated. <laughs> it's outdated. It's outdated. I can tell you, you know, I can help make sense of where they are coming from and what that was. Cause I do think that the trends, you know, help, you know, speak to what's going to happen. But yeah, I totally agree. And I, and I think um, it's hard to see some of these ads be so tone deaf to yep. situations and it's and it's hard for them to miss the mark so drastically um so if i can be in help you know to create like strategies and create you know messaging that um allows brands to be more authentic i mean i think that's a huge part of what we want um i would be very happy to be a part of that and really jacob i mean you inspire me so much i think like you um are such a perfect voice for gen z i, I think like really what we are is just like such an empathetic and adaptive generation. You know, we've grown up on the internet and seeing people from all across the world with different stories, with different lifestyles, that is, that's common knowledge for us. You know, it doesn't scare us. And I think you are somebody that is very 
open to experiencing that and, and to speak to it and to create, you know, and put yourself online. And I think that's the exciting part about us. It's like, we are people that one, listen and two, and act, you know, we act, we create action. If we're inspired by something, we remix it on TikTok, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think that is cool. Some generations might think that's like, you know, they just are know-it-alls and they think, you know, they're always on their phones. But I'm like, I think that we're just synthesizing and taking in the world and putting ourselves out there, which is very vulnerable. Um, so yeah, I think there's just so much opportunity for like really <laughs> amazing, like creative and like conversations and, you know, getting to talk to somebody like you who's constantly just putting yourself out there and, and creating like, I have so much hope, you know, um, in our generation. So yeah it's good. <laughs> I I say the exact same about you like you would just have so much just like faith and confidence not only in yourself but in like this generation that it reminds me too that like oh like heck yeah I mean I can say hell yeah um yeah. <laughs> like we are so <laughs> exactly we are so so capable of so much and I think like the oh we're always looking at our phones and like the phone like being a concept of like being disconnected is like one of the largest like disparities that I'm like that just blows my mind I'm like there is no other way for me to hear the stories of people all the way across the globe yeah like or like when I was abroad in Australia there was no way for me to know what was going on back home like I could text my parents but it wasn't their job to like inform me of everything like we are such an active group of people and I love that you said like we are empathetic and it's to a to an extent that it is a vulnerability that is a strength and I know that's a very much a contradiction but like our ability to see beyond ourselves I think is not something that was absent in generations older than us but I think is a lot more prominent Mm -hmm. in ours and which is why I think is so so powerful and why I think the brands who you work with like they probably have so much trust in you because you inherited a situation that I almost said unprecedented and I wasn't going to because that's the worst word in the way to describe. But, oh, but you, so true. But so true, but so true. You just inherit like you have worked so 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 hard and then inherited like the worst possible situation to graduate in. Yeah. And like, but you made the most of it and it is a great anecdote and great story to like just adhere and like endorse everything that we're talking about that Gen Z stands for and why I think brands trust you so much because you are so resilient. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And you know, and, and that is what we are trying to like speak forward. Like we are scrappy. We're, you know, resilient. We're adaptive. You know, we understand how to work online and to work from home. This is this to us is as normal as anything. You know, I've been doing my college on a Google Doc for the past four years. It's, you know, when was the last, I would be doing like group meetings over Zoom already last year because yeah. we didn't want to get out of bed, you know? Like, <laughs> this is something that we understand how to do. Um, and I think a lot of times what we know is normal, we think everyone knows is normal. But that's the, I think that's the cool part of having relationships with mentors and having relationships with people in different generations um, to kind of see those needs of them being like, oh, I didn't see it that way. And you're like, I've been so much in my bubble. I didn't realize there was an opportunity, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody around me is like this. But um, really, I really value having those relationships with people um, in the industry, out of the industry, but that are older and have a different perspective because as much as I get to inform them about the generation, they are helping me create a business, you know, cause they've been in the business for 20 years. They know how to negotiate and to start a bank account, you know? So I think there's a really beautiful back and forth. Um, and really it's just like, I'm as open as can be. My anxiety for some reason has just plummeted and I'm, I'm really excited about, um, you know, not knowing something because then I could say I did it, you know, like I opened a bank account for, you know, a business. Yes. Like, that's like, it's little, but like, I didn't think I would ever have that conversation have like an LLC, yeah. you know, I was like ready to work with a manager. I was like ready yeah. as like, oh, a manager. And now, um, we have our own business, but yeah, no, you you're, know, so, you're so right. Cause like, even at one point, like the, I, I, 
I love my school and I know you love your school too. But I do want to say that like, there is like a point where like, I still feel like we're learning that there is like a logical like system to like, oh, you start off with the entry level and you work for like five people higher up than you. Yeah. That I almost wish like, like why aren't our case studies in school like about, why are we like afraid to talk about people who dropped out of college and created like amazing, huge things without necessarily that like background and like expertise. So when you're like, I expect to like work for a manager at one point, like it almost like it saddens me that like that's, that's still a reality because I mean, if anything, this podcast has shown that like young people are capable mm-hmm. and are capable of challenging people who have been in this industry for so long. Sure. Oh, for sure. It's crazy. Like, I mean, I was just on the phone with somebody that was working in the industry and she was saying how 10 years ago they were spending $500,000 on a 30 second spot. And to me, I'm like, I can make a YouTube video for no money and that could, you know, possibly go viral and make a ton, you know, like, yeah, we, that, that kind of thinking that just doesn't make sense in our lives. Like we don't have unlimited resources you know I think we have a lot of knowledge and I think we have a lot of creativity and a lot of conversation but um you know to have that much expendable income like for us like working within the budget is in the time frame is kind of like where the creativity comes from because something can be obsolete in a week you know trends and memes and you know conversations will happen overnight so, um, you know, we work so quickly, but that's because that's how we, we take in content so quickly. We're constantly digesting, um, you know, new things. So yeah, it is, it is interesting to think like that isn't really taught. And then also I think we were talking about things not being taught in school of being like, um, you know, I didn't think I would ever do my own client pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a junior would not be leading the client through the presentation, you know? Um, you know, I have had to have like back and forth with clients about, you know, making sure we're on the same timeline and budgeting. And although I have learned that in school, I really wish I had more classes that were a little bit more niche about like, you know, how to run a meeting, you know, mm-hmm. how to align on a pitch, you know, um, I just things that are a little bit more technical because um, that's been hard to learn and and to make myself seem professional. You know, I think the overall campaign, I understand, but you know, how do you sell an idea? um, And and I I don't know that, but luckily I've learned, Um, but Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's not taught in school. And if that was, I would feel so much more empowered to sell my own ideas, you know? So it's, it's, I, you are hitting on like, before I even have my next, like, I think with a thought that's trying to come, you're hitting on it of like, we learn by jumping straight into the deep end and like recognizing that it's going to be sink or swim. Like, but if we do sink, then there's another deep end to jump into like, and that sort of like resilience is so true, but like, you can't help but wonder like if there was a new sort of precedent set that like, young people don't necessarily have to go corporate right out of college to be set and to like have that like sort of like opportunity. And then, but also considering that, like, I do want to like make sure we point out because I know we're both not like mute to the idea of like some people aren't able to go to school who have incredible ideas and who have as much ambition and maybe even probably even more than we do. Like that. I'm like, why we empowering people is like one of the best things you can do. And I, like I say, like listening is probably the best way that you can use your voice is by like recognizing other people and understanding that, okay, empathy is a strength that we have. And that is something that is making us so, so like strong and why people who are sitting in 55th floor, New York skyscrapers with the business, like they're shaking in their seats because we are doing what they're doing, creating what they're doing with large budgets and then going viral and building our own platforms with no sort of foundation there. And like literally she said overnight. Overnight. And, and I, and I am starting to really understand like why there's so many like subscriptions of like how to build your own business and how to like price things. And like, I'm realizing like, Oh, this is all very, this is valuable. And you know, even with four years of school under my belt, 
I, I never knew how much an idea could cost. I didn't know how much to price my own strategy, you know, how much to ask for. And, um, you know, without knowing that knowledge, you can't really do this stuff. So, I mean, once again, lucky, lucky to have these relationships and um, definitely going to be talking to more people, I think, outside of my comfort zone because there's just so much to learn. Like there are so, I, I just want to talk to every business owner ever and be like, tell me about like your scariest client conversation yes. and how you overcame it and how, you know, I can make myself seem more valuable and uh, more professional. Um, it's really exciting. Like you really, it's like Legos, like where, what do you want your business to look like? How do you want it to function? Um, you know, what's the kind of rigor you want to be, um, following. And I didn't realize that you can make those choices. I kind of just thought there was a way that businesses were, and, um, there's not. And yeah, there's definitely like an academic way of going about it, but I think there's a lot, a lot of cool knowledge out there that if you know what question to ask, I think you can get, I think you can be set. So it, it's, it's a whole new set of um, knowledge that I've acquired and using my brain in such different ways. So yeah, it's right. really exciting. Yeah. Well, you're, you're somebody who really embodies the power of asking those questions and recognizing that like, you can still be confident in a hundred percent trustworthy of yourself and still ask questions. Yeah. Like there that those things aren't exclusive to one another. And like the sign of confidence is recognizing that you aren't confident in everything that you do. Yes. Oh, and I agree. And I think, you know, it's funny. I think it was harder for me to ask questions in my internship because there felt like there was a right way to do this job. You know, like this job has been done by a hundred people and I'm going to be put up against a hundred or, you know, or mm -hmm. the last intern that they had. And so I was afraid of, you know, looking and, you know, stupid or what if they knew more than I did and just these weird comparisons I didn't even know I was making, but there's never been a class of 2020 agency, you know, like there's never been a um, student agency made out of, you know, a global pandemic like that <laughs> existed. And so knowing that, that just like having that in my mind gives me peace of saying like, you can't fault me, can you? But honestly, I could have been this way the whole time. And I'm realizing people love it. And I, every time I, I hear an answer, I get to bring that tool to my tool set. And I, I really wish I could go back to previous Vanessa and being like, your manager is begging you to ask him. He didn't know this, you know, like that's what they brought you on for. And so now like embodying what it feels like to feel confident and to be able to use a tool that you learn from failing or, or not knowing, like, I'm like, I can't go back. This is amazing. I can ask a thousand questions and um, really learn from other people's experiences. And it's once again, so cliche, but I'm telling you, I had no clue. I thought I had to reinvent the wheel as an intern to secure the job when mm -hmm. really it was more about me just building my confidence and um, what I could take away. So I, I feel like I'm I'm getting a lot of cool takeaways. There's gosh, still so much more to learn. Like, especially when it comes to strategy, I, I don't think like, I'm really interested in like strategy and UX design and like, man, I can't wait to start my career. Um, you know, wherever that looks, um, just because I'm like, man, I can't wait to see how people do these things and how people build the worlds that we live in. Um, cause I'm realizing I don't know it all. <laughs> at all. Yeah. And, and nobody does either. Yeah. Yeah. Like the people who are on the right track to quote unquote, knowing it all are those people who are picking bits and pieces and listening to other people's stories and like going, Oh, that's an interesting thing because odds are one story is going to have some relatability to another story. And like, we are all so connected in that field. Um, and I want to talk a little bit too about your experiences prior to class of 2020 agency, because I mean, if we both probably think about to what our lives look like four years ago, we yeah. probably did not think we would be having this conversation <laughs> no like <way>. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't, I mean, it's totally okay if you don't want to name anything that you've done, because I understand that there is like that sort of history there. But like you talk about like asking from your managers and stuff. And mm -hmm. I know we're both probably people who are like, you don't want to think about regret. Like that sort of topic should not occupy any space in your mind because yeah. that's just not like a healthy way to evaluate yourself. Yeah. Like, is there any points in your life where you're like, could I have 
worked or approached that a different way because, and I truthfully ask that not because I want to like think about what we quote unquote did wrong or, but because there are probably people who are listening to this show who are younger than we are and are at that sweet spot, like maybe halfway through college or just starting out where they're like, they have this beautifully clean slate and are like, I remember at least at that point, I was so just trying like like hungry hungry hippos is like the best way it was just like just trying to take as much advice um and recommendations i could so like what would you i guess say to younger you but also to those people listening yeah i mean i think it's a great question because you know i'm in that reflective like just graduated phase and yeah (laughs) like pinch me because excuse me like who allowed um but (laughs) i mean i think it's cool i mean i i do want to say positive that i still can't believe i did i mean you know, I went to the University of Oklahoma um, for two years, and I loved it. I was truly thriving. Um, I was part of their student-run agency. I was about to be um, assistant um, director of the agency as a sophomore. I mean, like, I really found my niche, but there was something in me that knew there's more. Um, there was a need that I didn't want to go to grad school, and I really just wanted to have a better tool set of how to have big creative conversations, how to push your ideas further. Um, And Oklahoma just didn't have a portfolio program. And so, you know, I applied to Texas and I transferred Um, and it was super random, but I just knew in the back of my head, there was more. And that, that thing is like, if you feel that, if you feel like, Hmm, I'm starting to get curious of what exists outside of this, then you go, you have to, because there is, the answer is yes. Like, there's something in your subconscious that your subconscious is seeing, understanding, feeling that like, you know, maybe your emotions aren't allowing you to have clearly yet, but you know, I had to say goodbye to my friends. I had to say goodbye to my leadership positions, my networking that I had there. But, um, I would have never discovered, you know, my passion for brand planning. I would have never learned about UX design. Um, I would have never been in the beautiful city of Austin, Texas and haven't didn't meet my professor, Audrey, who, um, is being, you know, was an angel and helped me with this opportunity. And so really like when I I think when I was at in Texas and I was sitting in these classes and I was like, there is more, this is more. And I, and I, I am learning beyond anything I, I, I knew was possible. And so, and I still, you know, I still like try to go back in that place and thinking like, how are we? Like, are we, like, how are we doing right now? Like, is this, is this where we want to be? And I, and then I just remember how worth it it was to listen to my mind um, back then. And I am trying to push myself forward in that. Um, so that's like a big piece of advice I have to say. Like, if you are ever curious, allow yourself that space to ask those questions. Nobody's going to get mad. Nobody's judging you. You know, I think I've been seeing on Instagram a lot recently, like, don't be afraid to change your opinion when you learn something new. And I mm-hmm. think that is so powerful. If you learn something new and it changes the way you see something, ask the question, say it out loud and see if it makes sense because it might just be more true to who you are than you ever knew. Um, so that's a big part of, uh, of my advice. But also, um, I think I really struggled with perception a lot. I really... Um, really thought I had to be the best intern anybody's ever had. And I thought I had to, um, leave, you know, this like hall of champions anywhere I left, you know, to just be notable. And Mm -hmm. it was so self-serving, you know, I think, um, the, the moments where I really thrived in my internships is whenever I, I asked the question of how can I help? Um, what do you need? Um, what are you doing? You know, I think the curiosity, and like, you know, being like a good team player was so much better than me, um, you know, arriving early five minutes to a meeting. Cause it's like my manager didn't care that much. He just, <laughs> he was more curious if I was like involved in what was going on and like getting my hands dirty rather than like seeming so perfect. Um, and I think um, that made me nervous a lot. I, I, I always was scared that my manager didn't think I was living up to it, but all that mattered was, was like, was I living up to what I needed? You know, what am I getting out? Am I getting what I want? Um, and I, and I, I do say yes. Like I, I think my experiences were incredible and, and lovely, but if, 
I think I could have really expressed myself deeper if I knew it. it wasn't about me. You know, it's not about how your manager thinks like you're the coolest. He'll think you're cool if you're asking questions and he'll think you're cool if you're excited about what he's doing or she, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I wish I could talk to Vanessa and be like, girl, they're just happy you're there on time. You know, like don't be so hard on yourself and, and be fun and goofy and, and don't think that you have to be a 35 year old in New York city. You're not, you're 20. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And it's okay yeah. to be 20. Yeah. It's okay to be 20. They love it. They want you to be 20 and goofy and, be excited about the things about New York city that they haven't seen before. Like there is an energy that your youth gives you, you know, and, and just like live up to that. And there's an energy that being 35 gives you, you know, like just be honest to where you're at. Um, and I, I'm hoping as I go into my career, I can remember that being like, just because you're new doesn't mean you're invaluable. just means that you need to listen a little deeper and you'll get there, you know? So yes, that's what we're hoping. I'm learning for myself. <laughs> I, that's, well, I guess you yourself is probably the best person you can learn from. Like, <laughs> um, and I, I, I just, this is kind of a point that actually I don't think we ever like even talked about together of like, I knew you transferred. Um, and I know you fell in love with UT after then. Um, and I know there wasn't like any part of you that was like, I had to like leave. There was nothing in your mind that was against Oklahoma either, but it was just that pursuit of like the curiosity in the back of your mind. And Mm -hmm. that is something that like hit me so hard when you're talking about that. Cause I was like, that is something that I always feel and felt like was something that was almost wrong with the way that I worked. And people would be like, you're comfortable. Like, why are you trying to risk like, whether it be like a steady income, why are you trying to risk like having to move away? Why are you yeah. trying to like depart from like something that you know and love? And I'm like, well, because what's the, what's the fun in living yeah. the same day every single day? Yeah, like, I'm so sorry, funny. like love the movie Groundhog Day, but like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah. but like, I think about your experience and like what you gained just from like being a part of two different environments and taking something from each that I'm like, I feel like truly validated by that of like, I feel like I've skirted all around the country and the globe now where I'm like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I have roots anywhere, which yeah. is such a unique feeling. And people are always like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I don't, I'm like, I don't know if for the holidays, do I go home, quote unquote? Like, I don't really know where like home is. And people are like, that must have been so rough. And I even counted the other day. I was like, um, I was writing something and I've lived at 17 different addresses in my life. Yeah. And it was just like, but I'm like, what a cool thing. And I'm so glad I'm at that point where I'm like, how cool is it? I'm 21. And I've had so many different experiences. And you're like, what is even the next 21 years and the 21 years that like, that follow that. And so I think hearing your sort of story and the way that you sort of recognize that just because something isn't bad, doesn't mean it's okay to like, leave and explore something that's like, more, which I feel like is a movement that we're starting to shift towards a little bit and we're going to make it there eventually where like just young people are just constantly just jumping around. It just seems like we're everywhere, like a bunch of like, I don't know, fruit flies or whatever. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe it feels that way to like older generations now. Yeah, they're probably like, just chill. And we're like, what? We don't know how to chill. Yeah, like this is chill for me. I'm freaking out sitting at the same desk all day long. Like I need to get up. Um, But you know, it's cool that you say that though because I think it really makes you enjoy the moment a little deeper because you know it's not gonna last forever. You know, and so you build your roots quicker. I think like you do have roots, you know? Like I think if you and I are gonna be in New York together, you would always be, you can come to my home. Like, you know, like you you built that with me very quickly because- you knew your purpose and where you were. And I think that's important. It's like, I, I, I may not be here forever, but I know why I'm here right now. And I think if you mm-hmm. know your why and um, you can go all in, in, in that, in that moment where you're at, you'll be your most authentic self, you know? And, and I think that's really important because like, once you lose that, why, like, why am I even doing this? I mean, I hope that's, I hope I have enough people in my life that can also build me up and be like, yeah, so what are you doing? then I could be bold enough and have enough experiences to tell me like, it's not the end of the world, move on, you know? And I think the more experiences you build, 
the more your brain allows yourself to be comfortable. You know, you have to build up once again, that resilience to move forward and not be so scared. I mean, after having like these experiences, I go back and I think you've done it once you can do it again. Yeah. Mm. So I think that helps. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. You, maybe you need to start a podcast. I feel like you're like, I, I could seriously just like listen to you. And it makes me sad that people can't like see your face as they're listening to this because like, or you just like exude so much emotion and passion that like the second we end up hanging this call, I'm going to be like, I need to get my hands on something. I need to do something. I need to create something. And so hopefully at least people are taking away some piece of that. And as we begin to wrap up, um, I have always two questions that I ask at the end of every single episode. And I'm so freaking excited to see your answers to these questions. Um, And well, and also I always say I have two questions left. It's always like eight follow-up questions to each of those questions. I love it. Come on. You would think I would come at two? (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. I need to to get back to my like professional energy. Okay. Composure. Um, So first question is if you like whatever you need to do for the exercise, if you need to close your eyes or not, like we're going to manifest right now, like class of 2020 agency, you can either maybe you can like do like two little parts of this question. Like where is that going to be in like, I don't know. It can be whatever timeline you like. It can be like a month, five years, 20 years, a hundred years even. I don't know. Like in my mind, you are immortal. So like you might be like, yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we have that plan. So I'll yeah. just bring that up. <laughs> but then I don't know, maybe also like what's, what's your professional goal too? Because you are just such a, a strong person too. I'm curious. Oh, okay, cool. Well, we actually just had this meeting um, last Friday. Um, because yeah it's so perfect um honestly because of the times we live in we are really trying to take step by step it is so hard to think of the next day we'll ever go to a concert you know like so much of like what we know is been indefinitely canceled and so many of our plans have been put on hold so we have been trying to just like you know maybe like be patient with ourselves seasons you know seasons that we're um, aware of so really like this summer our our goal is to execute the contracts that we um, are currently under and create you know some work that we're really proud of and then from there this next season we would love to pitch work we would love to start um, you know talking to specific companies that we're excited about specific agencies and create those conversations um, in this next season so we're really excited to be able to bring, um, yeah, that Gen Z voice forward and to really um, be an authentic take on um, on culture. And so we're hoping to do that in this these next, you know, three months. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to be patient with ourselves. And, and, and it is cool because it is for ambitious um, young people and we all have our own dreams and we're super supportive of what everybody wants. Like, um, like Cruz, for example, he really wants to work in entertainment and, you know, entertainment is on my radar, but I'm like, Cruz, I will support you if you want to pitch that business. Like I want to, I want to get behind your dreams. Um, and he said the same thing for me as well, you know? So, um, which I think is, it's exciting. It's very malleable. Um, but we're just going to go forward. So yeah, we're, that's kind of the goal for 2020 is to stay, you know, stay together, but also still pursue our dreams. Like, you know, if somebody, but also a big part of 2020 is that we want to bring on other students and create new opportunities. So once we grow, if we can bring on teams of creatives and collaborators and, um, you know, other students, that's what we want to do. We want to create a platform to connect these agencies to students. Um, and luckily we've been connecting with some great people our age that are so ambitious. I mean, from across the nation, we've been getting like resumes. It's insane. Wow. I, I, I'm obsessed with the people our age. Everybody just, they're like, I love what you're doing. Can be part of it. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> you don't know me, but you trust in me and that's crazy and let's work together. So yeah, I'm hoping to build that as well. I would love to create more opportunities for people our age. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And such, and speak so much to your character too. Because like, I know like the passion and the dream is just to like, I just want to support people who feel the same way as I do. God, I love, I love that. 
Thank you so much. And it's totally going to happen for you too. And I'll be sure to plug at the end of this like the episode, like all of everything, how people get in contact with you, in touch with the agency, everything. So okay. we're going to get, we're going to get everybody who's interested or just wants to continue learning from you. We're going to get them connected to you. But this very last question that I want to ask, and this is probably not going to be the last question, um, <laughs> is I know we, we touched on it right before we hit record here today of like, I think especially young people are searching for like those, those resources and like, we're so thirsty and hungry for advice um, to take. And I think a lot of the times when I hear um, people's stories and such, like they're always like, you know, just, you have to stay true to yourself and which I always preface and say like, that is not a bad piece of advice. But I think what always happens is it, it ends. And then I'm like sitting there in my home and I'm like, um, okay, yeah. like, what am I supposed to actually like do now? So I want to know from you, like, okay. So people have spent an hour listening to us just ramble and gossip and catch up. And hopefully mm -hmm. they're still listening at this point. Um, <laughs> but like if they have another hour after this episode, what's something that they can tackle right now? Like something very tangible, just realistic. Um, and if you want, you can keep it specific to like your sort of industry or you can do another specific industry or just keep it vague, yeah, whatever you'd I, like, but I'm curious. I have, I think I have an idea. Um, okay. that I, wish I, knew. I think like number one, make a portfolio, make a portfolio. It doesn't matter if you, um, are doing accounts, you know, nothing that is, you know, use Canva, you know, oh, like, I Biggest yeah, advocate for Canva right here. PR people. I, I'm a Photoshop <laughs> girl. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Photoshop girl. But I think if everybody needs to have their own website with who they are, what they want to do, a picture of them, and some examples of um, their work ethic, if that is a passion project you've done, if that's a school project, if that's, um, you know, anything, like I think show, I, I, I think what I've learned the most is that don't come to a conversation without showing something first. Because if you can give proof to why somebody should believe in you, they're going to remember that. You know, that's going to stick with them. So I really think that you be your own best advocate and bring the work forward and then introduce yourself. And so if you have a project that you're proud of and there's somebody that like inspires you, ask them to look at the project, ask to walk through it with them. And then you can exchange your thinking. You can have some like, ground work if you know if you guys connect on you know more that professional level and i think there's some trust to be built there and then you can get more into that like mentorship relationship side but always be willing to put the work forward um if you're going to speak to somebody because it'll just put you miles ahead i think um and that's something i wish i knew and it's something that i'm learning um but yeah just don't be afraid make you're it so right Put it out there and just start the conversation. It can always be better. So you're so right, and that's not an easy thing to do. It's Much so easier said than done. Because yeah. I mean, somebody like I'm so guilty of it. Even if you're confident, in, like in that portfolio, like that is so difficult to ask for feedback on it because it's like, for lack of a better metaphor, it's like your baby. It's like your child. Yeah. Like, and you're just asking for feedback on your child. Like, like what? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You but want um, your child, like speak the same language everybody's speaking yeah. <laughs> what, if child, what if your child can't speak somebody's got to tell you that <laughs> so it's i mean for, for me it's like it can always get better it is always mm -hmm. going to get better and if i i for me number one is doesn't make sense and the only way that you can know if it's gonna make sense with somebody is if it makes sense to the person you're talking to so it can only get better if you just try <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> oh gosh, you, you are absolutely incredible. And I mean, whether if you're listening right now and you're on like, I don't know, on a jog or you're driving, I mean, if you're driving, don't like clap your hands. Like you probably want to keep 10 and two, but like, uh, if you're like, I don't know, just Vanessa, you, I, kn I know how valuable your time is right now. And I know how hardworking you are and how, um, just, you have your edge is just your experience and your expertise and your reflection that's what makes you so such a strong like kick-ass woman but like i what i love so much and what i really really want to thank you for is your just transparency and everybody who's come on this show has been that way of like 
it's we see industries on their own sort of like level as very competitive and it's like it's like a neck and neck and sometimes that competition is really healthy because it pushes us towards like innovation and creativity but what I think is again maybe our last point about Gen Z because we just love talking about ourselves (laughs) um is we are so open to helping each other and saying this is what I've learned let's like and we are already stepping up to be each other's mentors um and it's so powerful and I'm sure that there's people listening who like who see you as a role model now so gosh like thank you thank you thank you thank you hey um I am always available to talk reach out through email however um Jacob sets that up I would be more than happy to talk with anybody that is curious and like honestly learn because if somebody is like willing to reach out to somebody on a podcast I want to meet that person because I think that's so bold <laughs> so please be that person like let's talk I I have so much to learn and so much to say so yeah open mm-hmm. to it and she means that everyone like and don't feel like scared like I send Vanessa my resume every once in a while just to be like you need to check this because you just know so much more than I do um, well, thank you so much. You, you truly made me like fall back in love with this podcast and reminded me why I love so much of like what I do. And you're just such a great soul. And I, I could just talk about how much I love you and we could keep this going for another hour, but we do have to wrap it up because we got to let the people who are listening be creative and get started with their own thing. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll plug all your socials at the very end, but Vanessa Zelensky, you are an icon, a superstar, and I need to go cry. So let's end this episode. Thank you so much. It was truly a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been such a fun journey and truly to talk about it with a friend like you, you know, that was with me a year ago. Um, it just makes me feel like we can do anything we, we want, but not through you know, without tears and hard work, but, um, having somebody like you makes it so worth it. So thank you for your support. It seriously means everything. Oh, and you're right about the tears thing. Those have been shed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you everybody so much for listening. Thank you again to Vanessa. We'll catch you next time. Vanessa has such a contagious energy and it's always such an honor chatting with her. She's an honor to have as a friend. I'll put all of her contact information in the description and wherever you're listening so you can reach out and connect with her. You can check out all the amazing work the Class of 2020 Agency is doing at classof2020.agency. That is also their website. Check out all the amazing work and be inspired. I love today's episode and next time on the show, we are at it again. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media. That's F-R-N DLY on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jake Burr Music. Well, that's all for today. We'll see you next time for some more groundbreaking. groundbreaking.